You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Honestly, can we please all shut up about what a wrestler looks like? You don't have to like anybody. That is completely up to you. I don't care if they're big. I don't care if they're small. I don't care if they look like me with a big bald head. I just want to sit down and watch some wrestling. And some people I warm to. And some people I won't warm to. And for goodness sake, stop caring about the casual wrestling fan. All that matters is that wrestling appeals to you. And that's it. Okay. <laughs> just calm down. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's take the finger of power. There he is. I just kissed my finger. It's a strange old day, but let's give the good bits an up and the bad bits a down. Not only to the latest episode of AEW Dynamite, but the last one before that damn forbidden door. Let's up those downs. Brian Danielson started off this week's Dynamite and he is back. And I would say, all right. But it wasn't all right. This was sad news. As has been rumoured, though, the American Dragon is injured, so he is going to miss the pay-per-view, and he's going to miss Blood and Guts next week. And I tell you, wrestling is just cursed right now. Every single person is getting injured, so I just want to take my positivity gland and send good wishes their way. I mean, it must absolutely suck when this does happen. And never forget that. They're human beings. So let's make sure we smile and hopefully they'll feel it. Clearly there was a time when people thought maybe he would be cleared because he mentioned the reason Zack Sabre Jr. mentioned me in a promo a few weeks ago is because Chris Jericho paid him off. But do not worry because I've gone out there and I've found a replacement. He didn't announce who this was going to be, but he made it very clear that it would be one person for both shows. And of course, straight away, everyone started going, Cesaro, Cesaro, make it Cesaro. Especially because Cesaro versus Zack Zabre Jr. would be ridiculous. And you don't even have to bring in the Swiss Superman full time. He can do a week's run. Maybe he goes and smashes it in New Japan. Zack came out at the end of this to stare at Brian Danielson, because that's what we do in order to make you know things are very serious. And I do feel so sorry for Brian, because one of the reasons he left WWE was to do New Japan matches. Fingers crossed he gets this soon. Brian was also great here because he told us the reason he wasn't going to reveal this person is because he came out the bad guy tunnel. <laughs> that really made me laugh because what is this? A cartoon? And more of that. Always more of that. Breaking the fourth wall and being a massive goof 
And of course, even though it was very upsetting, this is getting it up. Quick John Moxley promo next, and you know the deal. He's absolutely crazy, so he promised to make everyone bleed next week in Blood and Guts, which makes sense because the clue is in the name. And that even though he's going to team with Tanahashi later, come Sunday, he has no respect for anybody when he is in the ring with them. And honestly, the way he said all of this kind of made out like he was going to kill... Tanahashi. There's that more teasing for Forbidden Door because it was Orange Cassidy and Rapongi Vice taking on Aussie Open and Will Ospreay. And there's Will Ospreay in AEW again, just hanging out playing Nintendo. This is wild. As you'd expect though, this was great. And the early going just built to Orange Cassidy getting in there and doing his whoa, hands in the pockets deal. Although when all the good guys went to do dives because all of wrestling is dive central, the bad guys cut them off few people even got thrown into the apron. This then led to another tag to Cassidy who got in there and did his weak kicks, but he also absolutely blitzed through Aussie Open, including this double Hurricane Rana. And then as soon as the opening was there, that's right, Rocky Romero, Trent, and the piece of fruit just did die simultaneously because the sat-nav was screaming, we have arrived at our destination. Dive Central. Orange also hit like a can't be bothered elbow onto Will Ospreay, but this just set the guy off and he went into Will Ospreay mode where he just hits all these moves, including this DDT. I tell you, that guy is so good, somebody should test him to make sure that he's human. Cassidy was still able to fight back and hit a stunner, which Osprey sold wonderfully. And yes, this is when the tag klaxon hit. Ha! And everybody was in there doing their moves, including Aussie Open, who hit this crazy double spy blaster. I mean, there were so many moves going on here, but Mark Davis won that battle when he did that crazy pile driver onto Trent. And you have to see it to believe it. But Orange Cassidy broke that pin up at the last second. We were then back to dive central. Cassidy got the hot tag. He hit the orange punch. One, two, three. And of course, this tells you he's going to lose on Sunday, but he probably always was going to lose on Sunday. It's nice to have him back, and I can't help it. Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy is one of those matches I didn't know I needed, but now it's in my brain. Flub me, I'm excited. Jeff Cobb and the Great O'Khan, as well as FTR, came out afterwards, and FTR got a massive pop, and they all looked at each other, because once again, we have to make you know this is very, very serious. And I was kind of disappointed here, because I thought they were going to do a post-match brawl, because that's right, the interaction counters got killed on this episode of Raw Ups and Downs, and with AEW, we are going to do the post-match brawl counter. But everybody went crazy about this in the week. The counters start on the next show. So clean finishes start on SmackDown, post-match brawls start on Rampage. Just gives us a little bit of time to get ready for them. Also, otherwise I'd just screw it up anyway. And on a random note too, happy birthday to the person with the sign. That's right, somebody in the crowd had a Simon Give Me a Birthday Up poster. And that absolutely blew my brain because that's crazy. But my friend, I hope you have the best birthday of all time. And I hope it's so good that the newspapers write about it. And when you get to your next birthday, you're like, oh my God, how is it ever going to live up to how the last one did? scrap all of that just make sure you have a good day and thank you for making my day as well because i absolutely love all of this so of course birthday up jay lethal sat nam singh and sanjay dutt were then doing this backstage video thing and they were basically like samoa joe can you please return to aew so we can take that ring of honor tv title off you or if not you should just give it up and look i am glad that we are keeping this going but it kind of does feel like we need to pull the trigger on this eventually it has been going on a long ass time. It will still be great when we do get there. And then, <laughs> out came Christian. Now, do you remember when he was first brought into AEW as that big announcement? And some people went, oh man, that's so disappointing. Well, those people need to take a sock and stick it in their mouth. 
because he was underrated then and he's underrated now. This dude is so good and we should all be doing backflips that it even exists. Tony Giovanni was in there as well and he wanted to know why Cage had betrayed Jungle Boy last week. And he said, do you remember the casino battle roar from last year? Not only did Jungle Boy throw me out, but he cost me a world title shot and he cost me a bunch of cash. Tony was like, really? That is so petty. And Cage was like, you damn right it's petty. And man, I love it. Because this has been teased for 365 days and we finally did it. He then went after people on Twitter, which always makes me laugh because it just does. And then said he came up with a plan. Why doesn't he ride Jungle Boy's coattails, make a bunch of money in the meantime, and then as soon as he lost the titles, absolutely ruined him. And he even said here, do you know when the one time I didn't give Jungle Boy advice was last week before his championship match? Why do you think he lost? He also reminded us that he is not in AEW to elevate young talent and if they want to make their mark, maybe they should start doing matches that people remember. That's like, oh man, here we go. And then we saw that footage from last week when after Christian had killed Jungly Jim, he went to his family who was in the crowd and his mum and said, you should be ashamed of yourself for giving birth to this guy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my new favourite character. It also got super flubbed up because Christian then went on to say, I think that Jungle Boy saw me as a father figure and I want to be a father figure. And besides, he had a father, and this is a quote, I'm not saying this, but he had a father and now his father is dead. So yes, that was a direct reference to Luke Perry who did tragically pass away. And Christian even went on to say if he was alive, he would be ashamed of you. All the crowd then started chanting that he should shut the F up. And I couldn't believe it. My jaw was like this all morning. To the point I tried to talk, it was like and everybody thought I was choking. He finished by saying that he hopes Jungle Boy enjoys being retired at 25 years old. And this is when Luchasaurus came out. Ah, just going crazy, because I was like, well, what the hell's gonna happen now? I'm also glad this did happen, because who the flub would hear this and not come out and try to address it? And Luchasaurus' big plan was, I'm gonna kill him, because <laughs> he grabbed me by the throat, and Chris was like, oh, oh, I can't breathe. Also, don't forget what happened to Marco. Now, of course, this was a reference to Marco Stunt, who is no longer with the company, and did basically vanished, and it worked, because the dinosaur stopped in his tracks, Christian hugged him, then they said they were going to have a chat backstage. So I tell you, let's take a risk. Let's turn Luchasaurus. Let's do a whole feud where Jungle Boy has to get to him in order to get to Christian Cage. But this was a terrific segment. It was so well put together. My intrigue gland is through the roof. And honestly, how long have we been waiting for this? Ages. And that just made it all the better steal. Round of applause. Getting it up. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We then had another quick announcement for the Forbidden Door because the Young Bucks and Kyle O'Reilly were backstage. And yes, we're getting one of those big tag team matches everybody thought we would be getting. Because it's going to be Matt and Nick Jackson, El Fantasmo and Hikaleo taking on Darby, Allen, Sting, Shingo Takaki and Hiromo Takahashi. And also, Sting's group is called the Dudes with Attitude. I cannot tell you how in love with Sting I am. He is just the perfect man. We then just got a ridiculous match after this because it was Malachi Black taking on Penta to see who is going into the four-way at the Forbidden Door pay-per-view to fight for the All-Atlantic Championship. Now, if you're a massive geek nerd like me, there was a problem with this in the sense you knew Penta wasn't allowed on that show because of wrestling politics, so you knew Black was going to win. They still absolutely smashed it. They just ran at each other straight away and started to beat the hell out of each other before Penta did a tope onto the top rope. But then the irony when he got back in the ring. He hit a backstabber, but this hurt Penta's back. This allowed Black to grab him and slam him into the ring apron, and they say this is the hardest part of the ring. Who's they? There were so many moves after this that if you get offended by fast-paced wrestling, this definitely offended you, because we got a rolling cutter, we got the Alahara moonsault, we got a top rope foot stomp, and Penta hit this avalanche fear factor, and I tell you, he would have won this, but he took too long to make the cover, Malachi Black got his foot on the ropes at 2.999. This kind of slowed both guys down, but when Penta went to do his finishing move, his back went out. Malachi Black masked him right in the face. He got the pin, and now he's going on to the four-way. And then massively regretted not introducing a stare-off counter, because Pac just appeared and looked at Malachi Black, because that's what we do in wrestling. And then we cut to the big screen, where Miro did a video, and he too was like, I'm just going to murder every single person, because he actually said... You're all going to meet your maker. This also does mean that it's going to be Miro versus Black versus Pac versus Ishii. And I'm sorry, if that is bad in any way, I will eat my nose and look how big it is. So of course this is getting an up. I don't mean me eating my nose. I mean for the match. Wardlow video after this and he reminded us that not only does he want the TNT title, but he wants to beat up Scorpio Sky. And it does kind of feel like maybe we didn't grab hold of the momentum after he did defeat MJF. But look, this guy has so much potential, it's going to be okay. And the first stop should probably become a DNT champ. That damn forbidden door was then open again, so somebody needs to nail it shut because it was Silas Young taking on Hangman Adam Page. And I know you're now saying, but man, Silas Young is like more associated with Ring of Honor and AEW bought Ring of Honor. I know, but let me have some fun. Adam Cole was on commentary again, and while we are here to tie into the intro, please, please stop talking about this man's physique. I'm sorry he doesn't have the body you want him to have, but unless you are happy to take a picture of yourself and plaster it all over the internet, I mean this, you don't get to say nothing. Also, go get a real problem, it doesn't matter. Otherwise, these two had a really decent fight. They punched each other in the face. There was a moonsault to the outside, a superplex, and the hangman did a kip-up after he hit a fallaway slam, and everybody cheered, because this guy is over like Rover, 
and I really do think he's great. This was basically just an exhibition though, although Silas did do some badass moves here, like when he flipped off the top rope and was like, ha ha. But unfortunately for him, eventually he did get hit by the buckshot lariat. One, two, three. And this feels like a one and done, but if he wants to come back into the future, I'll be fine with it. We kind of zoomed through this too, because I think it's the fallout everybody wanted to get to. And it started with Adam Cole coming off commentary and saying, man, who wants a story, baby? But then he got interrupted by the IWGP champion, Jay White, who said, look, Adam, let's just be serious here. Not only does Mr. Cowboy not get a title shot, but you don't either, because I looked at the rankings and you lost to him twice. This is when a big brawl started because the bad guys still got together to go and beat up Hangman Adam Page. And yes, that would have counted on the counter, but not yet. And you just knew that somebody was going to make the save. And deep down in your tum-tum, you knew who we wanted it to be. And then the coin dropped. The fans went absolutely crazy. And on all elite flipping wrestling, it was a color. This was just so damn cool. And he did help Page clear the ring when we found out that, yes, as I predicted, makes me so damn happy. At the Forbidden Door, it is going to be a Carter versus Hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole versus Jay White. So once again, how can you not be excited about that when you look at the paper? Getting it up. The baddies are then backstage and they let us know that Red Velvet is injured too, so I hope she's okay. And also that they're recruiting for another member. And I tell you, I would go and get Abaddon because I think that would be quite funny. She can be all like, <laughs> and doing that weird stuff. They can be like, <laughs> I don't want to be around it. It is definitely not going to be Chris Statlander or Athena because they too cut a promo after this. They were quite funny here. These two have good chemistry together. And I think we should remember this and do something with it going forward. An enjoyable couple of minutes. Tony Storm versus Marina Shafir was up next. And I just want to say a few things. One, Tony Storm is a top tier talent. We know this. And two, if you keep your eye on Marina Shafir, as I try to do, because it's cool watching new and upcoming talent, she is getting better every single week. And this match was by no means bad. Something just didn't click. I mean, it is really important to remind yourself that wrestling is really hard. Anyone that does go out there and absolutely kills it every single time is some kind of wrestling savant. And I think maybe another problem with this is that the fans just didn't care. Look, if you were there and you do consider yourself a live attendee, you're allowed to make noise, you're allowed not to make noise, but you just got to this point in proceedings a little bit like what is going on there was clearly a little bit of miscommunication at 1.2 but again that does happen and the best part of all of this is that Nyla Rose came out with Marina Shafir and I think those two make a really good partnership and of course after she'd been beaten up for a while Tony Storm hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment the surprise roll up and she got the one two three but she did do this crab thing at the end of it Looked pretty good we also got the post-match beat down so again in a few days that will be on the counter as well and of course this is when Thunder Rosa came out to make the save and it ended with Thunder and Tony Storm looking at each other and I tell you in the future I may have to introduce that counter because wrestlers absolutely love it. They're also going to fight at the pay-per-view and I think that match is going to be fire so once again just for the crazy people no this was not bad just something wasn't there for me and I can't quite put my finger on it Darby Allen and Sting were then promoting their ridiculous match they're having on the weekend. And imagine anybody had told you a few years ago, this is what Sting was going to be doing in 2022. That's why he's the best. And it was 
time for our main event. William Regal joined commentary, which means it was going to be John Moxley and Tanahashi taking on Chris Jericho and Lance Archer. And because I am a nerd, I was a bit like, why isn't Jake Hagar in that spot? Now, of course, it's because it's tying into everything that's happening on Sunday. But you just think that Chris would have asked his boy. Mox and Tanner attacked everyone before the bell, which I thought was really nice. And then this triggered a huge brawl. And by the time we cleared everything, in the ring we had the ace and Lance Archer. But this didn't phase the big man at all. And he just beat the crap out of Tanahashi. And this is why I love him. He is a bona fide greatest of all time contender. And yet he will sell for days. Somebody give him a medal. Moxie was then biting Jericho's face because he is weird. And because Sammy Guevara and Ty Conte had come out with their new best friend, he was cast in distraction. And yet this actually allowed Chris and Lance to beat up Jonathan for a long time. And I enjoy it when I use wrestlers' first names because it sounds like the Backstreet Boys are having a row. This, of course, did lead to the big hot tag for Tanahashi and the crowd were so happy. And despite his age, he was running around there and he hit this crossbody. And I swear this dude just defies time and space. The Wizard was still able to apply the walls of Jericho, but Tanahashi got out of that, but he walked right into a code breaker and John Moxie broke that up at two. And I assume he must have then seen Archer out of the corner of his eye because he just turned on a dime and he dove in. There was then this terrific bit where Tanahashi was going for the high five flow, but Jericho once again turned that into the walls and this is when the tag clacks and went off and everybody was getting involved just go and watch it though because it was so damn fun and by the time lance archer had tagged in he got hit with the paradigm shift he got hit with the high five flow meaning tanahashi got the win i was so damn happy up my new counter then got justified because eddie kingston and wheeler yuta were out quicker than someone saying oh we need to have somebody beat somebody else up and so was minoru suzuki and it just turned into this crazy big brawl. I mean, the Jericho Appreciation Society out there, Ortiz and Santana was out there, and they were fighting outside the ring because in it, Moxley, ties into what we've been talking about, Moxley and Tanahashi just stared at each other and they were mumbling too. And I like to think Johnny was going, man, your hair, it's so wonderful. So they were just totally ignoring the carnage, but that was great stuff. And I hope when Rampage starts, they're still just looking at each other. But I tell you, by the time the credits rolled, I was super duper excited for Forbidden Door. So AEW Dynamite this week. Get it up. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.